Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco, online at alansamuelsdcj.com. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Brooke Bednars and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. We're glad you're with us this week. Thanks to Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, our presenting sponsor for the Sikkim Podcast. John Morris and Brooke Bednars, and joined by uh, Brooke, never in the history of the Sikkim Podcast have we had a repeat guest, but if we're ever going to do it, this is the time to yes, do it. Yes, it is. Our, About time. It is perfect timing. Our very first guest on the Sikkim podcast was uh, one Mac Rhodes. That was back on April 9th. And here we are. Think about how things have changed and everything we've been through. And we welcome Mac Baylor's vice president and director of athletics back with us this week. Do you even remember April 9th (laughs) and how much ground you've covered (laughs) since then to today? Barely. I just know that there was an April 9th. Yes. Right. And it was episode one. And today is episode 19. Yes. Yeah. So um, I pay attention. Yeah. But um, no, that guy, it seems like forever. It, yeah. it really does. So, but uh, I look forward to this right, right here. We, we appreciate your time. Uh, it's stating the obvious that you're very busy. You got a lot of irons in the fire, but we appreciate you being with us. And, and I know uh, Baylor family uh, will enjoy hearing from you. So many things have happened since then, are still happening. This is a big week as we record it on uh, August 18th with uh, students coming back on campus and classes beginning here at Baylor next Monday. Yeah, you know, uh, we, we think about, you know, playing sports and, um, you know, specifically when we when we think about football, you know, there's there's two really hurdles in front of us. Um, there's there's the contact. Right. And and practice with contact. You know, will that impact, um, you know, the positivity rate of covid with, within the team? Right. And so um, I think we're all learning. And, uh, and and waiting to, to see you know if if there's in if there is an impact and and uh, we're certainly hopeful that that there's not but then the other big piece of it is the return of the of the student body to campus right and and how um, just the the integration student athletes with within the the general student body right what will what will that look like right and and how how that impacts again the uh, the positivity rate of of covid so um you know i think we're we're all waiting to see and you know this this institution you know baylor's done such a great job you know led by by dr livingstone in in terms of just taking every precautionary measure possible in in terms of the return of of the general student pop uh population whether it's you know the face covering piece it's the social distancing you know those uh, in-person classes They've been they've been very very careful. You know our provost, uh, 
Dr. Nancy Brickhouse in terms of, you know, just making sure that, that in a classroom you can social distance, that professors are safe, students are safe. But, um, again, remains to be seen in, in, until we, we get everybody gathered gathered together. There's been a lot of changes since we last spoke with you. How do you feel as though the football program specifically has handled all the obstacles that it has had to face so far to get to where we are today? Yeah, Brooke, it's a it's a great question. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, you, you can't have the, the conversation without without starting with with Coach Aranda. Right. And uh, and you think about, you know, first time head coach. um that's a lot, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're, you're drinking through a, a fire hose, really, and um, and then all of a sudden now let's let's throw on this layer of of COVID, you know, nineteen, and you know he was, you know, just here long enough in person with with our student athletes, right? Just to you know almost become acquainted yeah. with them, but but really nothing more, and then. You know, you're you're trying to build that trust. You're trying to build that relationship now from from distance, right? And and having to do it through Zoom calls and you know the the staff the same thing, right? Um, certainly there was there was some continuity with with some staff members when you think about you know Coach McGuire and, and Coach Wetzel and Coach Bell and 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 some others, but you know the the other the rest of the staff was was new and so you're you're trying to form those relationships now and um and so he's i think he's he's done a, a really uh, a tremendous job of being very intentional of of trying to grow those those relationships while they were apart um wasn't just football in fact it was probably more about relationships and and developing trust right rather than rather than the football piece and so when we when we finally gathered together, um, I think you know we're in a in a good place, but this is still really really hard, and um, you know just again the uncertainty of it, the uncertainty of whether you're going to play, not going to play, the the uncertainty of how many times am I going to be tested, right? The uncertainty of you know if I am am I a primary contact? Do I have to go into quarantine? Do I have to go sit in a in a hotel room or go sit? you know, in a, in a, in a dorm room for 14 days by myself. So it's, it's a lot to manage and it's a lot to handle. And, um, you know, I, I, I would say just in general, um, really proud coach Aranda, our staff, but also our student athletes, right. They, they have done a really, really good job. And, you know, we've talked about, you know, one protecting themselves two protecting their team, but three, also there's a responsibility to the community and, and to protect the, the community, and uh, and to just make sure that you know as 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 best we can, right? That um, that we we don't do anything to to, to spread the, the disease. And you know, here's here's what's so hard, and this is the reality of it. To to be quite frank, is we're asking eighteen to twenty two year olds not to be eighteen to twenty two year olds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, true. we it's we hard. really are, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I'm not talking about parties and those things, but you know, um, we want to, we want to gather, right. I mean, to, to gather is biblical, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, and what we're saying is, sorry, you, you, you can't do that. Or if you do it, you have to do it with, with, you know, face covering, you have to do it six feet apart. You have to have washed your hands. And so, um, I'm just, again, we, we haven't been perfect. Um, but, 
but I'm, I'm proud of our, I'm really proud of our, our student athletes and not just football, you know, uh, the, all of the student athletes that we've onboarded to date, volleyball, soccer, cross country, men's and women's basketball. Um, they've done really a, a good job of, of being, of being responsible. We got uh, news from the Big 12 recently that uh, we are marching forward. We have plans to play a, a schedule this fall uh, in the Big 12. It's the 9-plus, the conference games, plus one non-conference game. Uh, that came last week, and uh, I think uh, it really was a boost of, uh, you know, uh, energy that everybody got around here at least and around the Big 12 that they feel safe enough to go ahead and play with a schedule this fall. Yeah, you know, again, um, we're, we're we're obviously listening to our, our medical experts, right? And, um, you know, at least up to this point in time, our team physicians, our doctors, you know, have, have told us that, that they still feel it's, it's safe to, to proceed and continue to, to move forward. And, and every day, you know, we're evaluating and, and we're being cautious, right? And right now, you know, we're, we're cautiously optimistic that, that we'll be able to to, to kick off and yet you know um, we're not so entrenched um, as to if something happens and, and our doctors say hey it's not safe then then it's not safe right and then and then we we don't play but um, right now we we feel we feel good about it as I mentioned you know we need to see how the return of the of the general student body how that that impacts everything and you know I, I think it's it's something that um, you know. Hopefully, we we can manage, and 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 I I think we I think we will uh, we will manage, and and so you know there's there's some excitement, but there there also has to be some reality to it as as well that um, you know we we still have um, this 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 roadway in front of us that that we're going to have to navigate before we before we actually kick off on on September twelfth. Two weeks ago, we had Coach Aranda on, and we talked with him about, you know, kind of flexibility being the key word throughout all of this. Uh, everything's very fluid and having to stay flexible. Have you been able to talk with the team and kind of see how they're, how they're feeling about all of this and how, how they're handling being flexible and getting told the positive news, like John, you just said, of, hey, we are marching forward, but at the same time, having to be realistic and stay smart like you just said. Yeah, I think that's the hardest thing for them is is just the the uncertainty and and coach Aranda's right, you know, we talked about flexibility, adaptability, you know, all of those things, right? And um and you know, I I think you know, uh I did address our our team last last Friday in in the morning and and um and talked to them about just again some of the realities that we we have in in front of us. Um but but talk to them about you know they they have and they play a big part in in whether or not you know we we get there right um, and uh, and you know they've they they have questions they have questions about the health and the safety they have questions about eligibility you know what happens you know and and if I'm a student athlete I'm asking the same questions what happens if if we play and and we only get you know, four games in and then we, we have to stop, right? Does that burn a year of eligibility, you know? And so, and those are all great questions and, you know, we're waiting to hear back from the, the NCAA and hopefully this, this Friday we hear back from them definitively on, on the eligibility piece. And I know it's not a, a question that, that you asked, but, but I'm hoping 
that the the NCA comes back and says, "Hey, this year really is a free year for for everybody." And you know, it there's there's some positive and, and great positive to to that, but there's also um, some some negativity to it on on the back end, right? Having to manage rosters in the future, all of that. But I do think that's that's the right decision. And so again, student athletes they they've had a lot of questions, but um, I I think for the most part they are managing. Um, the uncertainty really, really well. And, uh, and I'll tell you in, in terms of the football program, it, it's a, it's a close group. Um, you know, it's a close knit group. I think we've got some, some great leadership. And so I think that's, that's helped. And again, I just, I think the way coach Aranda has, has managed all of this, um, they, they, they trust him and, uh, and hopefully they trust us, you know, administratively that, you know, we're, we're looking out for their, for their best interest. Really got my attention last week when Commissioner Bob Bowlesby made the announcement that the Big 12 was moving forward. He said uh, as part of his teleconference that he had talked to student athletes at every school. Uh, I think that's huge. Uh, who from Baylor did the commissioner talk to? And uh, what 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 level of importance did you do you put on that? You know, him going to the student athletes to get their input. Yeah, I, I think one that the level of importance is is huge, right? And uh, and so you know, within the the Big Twelve Conference, we've got a football working group that that I chair, and so we've we've actually had two now Zoom calls with with twenty. Uh, football student athletes uh, throughout the league, two representatives from from each team, and and so you know the very first one that, that we had, we had our our uh, physicians on, uh, the 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 medical um, or the lead medical director and a and an outside physician, and um, I, I thought it was a, a terrific call. It was a call that was you know supposed to last one hour, and I think it ended up taking two hours, and. You know the, the student athletes were terrific. They asked unbelievable questions of our of our doctors, and then most recently, I think it's now been maybe two weeks ago, we we had a second call. Charlie Brewer and uh, uh, Trail Bernard represent Baylor on the on the call, and and uh, and again, really talked through um, some of the the eligibility, you know, questions, the financial aid questions. Um, and then we'll get back on again a third time with with those uh, with those student athletes here to talk about just some of the new medical protocol that um, we'll begin to implement as as we move forward. And so I just I think you know those those conversations have been extremely valuable. Um, you know we're we're uh, certainly being transparent as as transparent as we can be right share the the information that that we that we know um so um we need to continue to do that and um and uh you know it, it, you know if I'm a student athlete right I'm I'm seeking information I, I want to know um good bad or indifferent and so we need to we need to continue to do that another part that Commissioner Bowlesby spoke about was the surveillance testing that the entire Big 12 is taking part in, as well as the non-conference opponents. They'll have to match that in order to compete. Um, but just from you, can you kind of walk us through what that's been looking like so far, and if any of that's going to change as we, you know, continue to move forward? Yeah, you know, uh, initially, you know, the the A5 came out with with the surveillance testing protocol, and it was really once a week, and 
you know, 72 hours before game time, right? And then as we, we go through practice, for example, again, when we think about football, um, you know, right now we're, we're surveillance testing. We're doing that twice a week, et cetera. But as we move into, into the season, uh, we'll, we'll go with the protocol where we're testing three times a week. Um, you know, one of those will have to be at least a PCR test. We'll do something on Sunday, you know, the day after a game. Then we'll do a second test 72 hours before game time. And then we'll do one 24 hours uh, before game time. And so um, got to be really obviously careful in terms of that, that test on that Friday 24 hours before because you, you need to have the results right back in time to be able to certify and, uh, and make sure, again, um, when, when both teams match up, right, we, we have a, a, a group of student-athletes, coaches staff right that are all infectious free and um so that's that's where we'll head we'll mandate for instance the non-conference opponent on the 12th uh they'll be mandated to to follow that that protocol um you know if, if for some reason they they weren't able to 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 do that last minute then we just we wouldn't play the game so um i think that's um, I, I, I do. I think that's really, really important as, as we're moving forward. You know, there was a lot of conversation and discussion about heart and, you know, impacting the heart. And, uh, you know, Baylor's been blessed to, to have a relationship with, with a Dr. Ackerman from the Mayo Clinic. And he, he's been terrific and, and actually has now somewhat become a national spokesperson. And, you know, this is his wheelhouse. He, he, he deals with, um, you know, competitive elite athletes, this, this age group and, and myocarditis and, you know, um, certainly has studied, you know, COVID and how it impacts. And so I think we, we have a really uh, great set of protocol in, in place. If, if we have a student athlete that, that tests positive, you know, there'd be blood work, EKG, uh, echocardiogram, right. And then, you know, after you do those three, then potentially, right, there, there could be, you know, a need, um, necessity for a, for a cardiac MRI. So I think we're being really, really careful, thoughtful. Um, you know, no, no student athlete will be allowed to, to return to play and, unless the doctors, you know, feel 100% okay that it's, that it's safe for them to return to play. Visiting with Mac Rhodes, Baylor's Director of Athletics, on this week's Sikkim podcast. Uh, Mac mentioned the uh, plus one, the non-conference opponent that Baylor has set. We'll talk about that after a short break. Some may refer to it as the uh, Kim Mulkey Bowl. We'll talk more about that when we come back on this week's Sikkim podcast. The big summer clearance event is still underway at Allen Samuels in Waco. Now update your essential transportation needs with 0% financing and no payments for 90 days on almost everything in stock. Brand new Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cabs ready to roll with 0 for 72 and no payments for 90 days. And Ram Tradesman Express Quad Cabs feature up to $8,500 in values. We'll save you thousands at your friend in the car business. Allen Samuels. Relationships, community, home. 
Now more than ever, these are the things that we're holding fast to. Home should restore us from today and ready us for tomorrow. It's where stories are told and relationships are forged. Within those walls, memories are made, laughter is shared, and family is gathered around the table. For these reasons, we believe in home and that right now there is no better place to be. If you and your family are looking to buy or sell a home, head over to magnoliarealty.com. Magnolia is a proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. Now, back to the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. When I think of playing La Tech, I think of playing on defense against the play calling of, of Coach Holtz. It's the first thing that comes to mind. And so, you know, I think um, um, the second would be just the athleticism of their uh, of their front. And so I think both of those present challenges but um, you know, by the when we get to that point, uh, there hopefully on the twelfth, um, I'm, I'm gonna feel really good about our team. You just heard from head football coach Dave Aranda. We had him on John two weeks ago now, and we, you know, at the time weren't quite sure who that non-conference opponent was going to be, who we would end up opening the season with. But now it is confirmed, and we've just heard that scouting report from Coach Aranda because we will be playing Louisiana Tech here at McLean Stadium on September 12th. So we are here with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes. We would like to hear from you. What went into that whole process of getting that narrowed down and and finalized to where now all the Baylor fans, we know who we're starting the season with? Yeah, it, it was a lot of maneuvering, <laughs> as, as everybody knows, right? We were uh, we were scheduled to play Louisiana Tech on the on the twenty twenty six, right? And now we're over opening conference play, and so um, we had two choices: Incarnate Word and, and La Tech, and um, you know, the choice was made pretty pretty easy for us when when Incarnate Word and, and the conference, the Southland, decided, you know, to uh, to postpone football. Right. Um, they certainly gave the option of, of schools within the conference to play play non-conference games in the fall, and, and Incarnate Word decided not to do that. Um, so La Tech, we we knew that La Tech had some maneuvering to do with with their scheduling process with within Conference USA and. Uh, it involved uh, at least one other institution. One in the, one other institution had to make a a move and, and and adjust their schedule. And so grateful for you know Tommy McClellan, their their athletic director. He is he's just great people, um, terrific person, and uh, we're glad that we're able to work it out. Um, you know we really really wanted to play La Tech. You know there was probably a couple days, a couple moment moments where we we weren't sure that that was that was going to happen. Right. And then, you know, losing incarnate word. So we, we had a couple backups in case it didn't come through, but, um, but I think we, we feel really, really good about, about that, that game. And, you know, I haven't looked at, at all of the, the non-conference games and, you know, certainly big 12, I've seen those, but just other conferences. But, but I do think, just given, you know, La Tech, Skip Holtz, Coach Holtz has done a great job there. They were in a bowl game, you know, last year. Um, I think it, it certainly could be one of the better matchups on uh, on that Saturday. Yeah, it is a team that was 10-3 and three last year, uh, tied for their division uh, lead and won the Independence Bowl, a big win for them. So, uh, that's a, you're not, we're not doing uh, Coach Aranda any favors here. I mean, that's a tough opening opponent, but he said this week, 
that's fine. That will help his team get better and be better when they start conference two weeks after that. Well, it's a good answer. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you want to (laughs) hear. Right. And, um, you know, one of the first things that I I did was um, I asked Jeremiah, I said, Jeremiah, See if La Tech went through a spring, a, a spring training, right? You know, went through spring, spring practice, I should say. And, uh, and, uh, I, I will be completely honest. Um, you know, Jeremiah asked the question and, and La Tech did not start spring ball or, or go through spring practice. So as an athletic director, I felt a lot better about, <laughs> about moving forward. And, you know, cause it's, again, we've talked about it. It's a lot to manage. First time head coach. COVID-19, right, mm-hmm. new scheme, both sides of the ball, and, and no spring spring ball. Um, so uh, just wanted to be really, really careful before we went down that pathway. And you mentioned it earlier, uh, you feel confident that Louisiana Tech is going through protocols that would be satisfactory and acceptable for, you know, for a Baylor non-conference opponent. Yeah, they'll they'll have to test the, the three times. I think one of the question marks, and, and I think, you know, um, has not been decided yet is that test on, uh, on Friday. And, uh, we may, uh, the conference may here in the next, in the next several days d- decide that, that, um, that test will be with a, a third party, right. Won't be done institutional. And that third party will, will have to test that, that visiting team. Mm-hmm. So, it, it may be where where LaTeX is not doing that third test that Friday themselves, but but actually by by a third party um, that the Big Twelve um, develops a partnership with. So we'll wait to wait to hear uh, you know how that how that uh, uh, transpires here over the next couple of days. Well, I know the Baylor family is very eager to have the boys back on the field, be playing at McLean. Um, I'm sure we're we're gonna we. I know for a fact we're going to dive into tickets and all of that stuff. Twenty five percent here in a minute, but before we move on from the Big Twelve announcement, uh, we do have other fall sports that have been affected by that announcement that came out last week, uh, specifically volleyball and soccer. Can you kind of walk us through what that means for our Baylor programs there? Yeah, so we're we're probably on pause here at least through Friday. Um, you know, we're waiting to hear back again. I mentioned it earlier, the, the, the NCA on the, the eligibility piece. And uh, it's probably a week ago they talked about, you know, at minimum uh, this, this 50% rule. So, you know, volleyball at 28 based on a regular season of, of 28. If you play in 14 or less, you know, that would mean that it wouldn't count as a, a year of eligibility. Soccer. I believe it's 20 or so 10 or less, right? Football, even though we're playing just just 10, it's based on what we would be playing or should be playing 12. So if a football student athlete plays in six or less, it doesn't count, right? And and the rule before has been four for football, 30% um, for, for both of those sports. And so we're, we're waiting to hear to see what what the big t- or what the NCAA does. If, if it stays at that 50%, we'll <laughs> wait to see what, what they or where they land again if they go with hey this year it doesn't matter doesn't you can play on all of the games and you're still going to get uh a you know a additional year it may change our, our thinking and our and our philosophy right now 
you know, we're probably headed down a, a pathway where, you know, fall sports will play their regular season, conference only. You know, I think soccer, that's that's nine conference matches. We had decided not to play a conference tournament at the end for soccer, which they traditionally have because of cost savings, but maybe we bring that back, right, because of the, the fall NCAA uh, championships, you know, as, as – uh, uh, President Emmer tweeted out would would be, you know, moved potentially to to the to the spring. You know, volleyball would would play, you know, something less than than fourteen. And so, um, hopefully, we have we have some clarity on Friday or or shortly thereafter what what that season looks like. Um, are we playing in the fall? And then, you know, if we're playing in the fall, what kind of postseason can we? can we develop to, to make sure it's a great, great student athlete experience. And, you know, if, if you're not having postseason and, um, you know, you, you can only play in a limited number of games without exhausting eligibility, you know, quite frankly, a student athlete and even a coach might say, Hey, I, I'm not sure it's worth you or the, or that particular team playing, you know, this, this year, if it's, if it's going to again, use up a, a year of eligibility. So, we're working through through all of that, and uh, and again, hopefully, hopefully, clarity um, sometime Friday. Well, and it's down the road a little further, but uh, I know there are conversations going on about basketball too, and what what basketball might look like. I know, uh, boy, these these could be really good seasons ahead for the Baylor men and the Baylor women. Yeah, I mean, you know, you sit there and you think about both of our teams, and mm-hmm. you know, certainly will be you know ranked at at the very, very top. And, you know, I, I think both, both teams within the, the top four at, at least. And, and so, you know, selfishly, right. We, we want the seasons to happen and uh, you know, both teams got, got such great student athletes too. And so you just, you, you want to see them play, not just because they're, they're really good, but because they're just great young men and, and, and women. And so how we, how we navigate this, right. And um, you know, you think about, if if we're saying football, we we have to have this this mandated testing protocol for the visiting team for the non-conference team. Let me let me probably rephrase that the non-conference team, right? Well, think about all the non-conference games mm-hmm. that you that you have in basketball, mm-hmm. right? So how do we do that, you know? And and what's the right formula? And so that's that's the conversation that you know we're beginning to have with so many non-conference, you know, do we get to a point where we just limit it to conference only for the basketballs or do we come up with something different, you know, for non-conference where we've got some pods and we, you know, we've got, you know, four teams and they're playing somewhat in a bubble and they've all been tested. And so there's just a, there's a lot to think about how, how we, how we do that. There's been a lot of different conversations um, in, in terms of, you know, when do you start the season? How do you start it? You know, conference only, non-conference, but pods only. So um, a lot to be determined still. And, uh, and again, just hopeful that we can, we can play. Hopeful key word there. And the great thing is, is that no matter which way you look at it, it's always putting the student athlete and what's best for them first and foremost. And after the break, we're going to talk about putting – what's best for all of our Baylor fans at the point of the priority when we talk about ticketing and all of that. So don't go away. We'll be right back with the Sikkim podcast. 
If you need a trailer, Flat Rock Trailers has got you covered. From light-duty single-axle utility trailers to the big text tandem duels. We also carry a full line of enclosed cargo trailers. Need a motorcycle trailer? We've got them. Need a dump trailer? We've got the largest selection in the state. Oil field trailers? We carry a full line of big text trailers to handle all your needs. Trailer repairs? We repair all makes and models. We'll even rent you a trailer if you need to use one for a day. Flat Rock Trailers, your number one source for all your trailer needs. Find us at flatrocktrailers.com. To say my wife and I have a lot to clean is an understatement. So we go to TNG Chemical, where the pros know what cleaning solutions to use and give us detailed instructions on exactly how to use them. We never got that kind of advice from any other stores. And the prices at TNG are great, from general household cleaners to odor control solutions for our pets. We go to TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. Bentwood Realty is a full-service real estate firm with more than 70 high-achieving agents who desire to make a positive impact in their local communities. Their agents stay actively involved in all buying, selling, and investing real estate transactions to make sure their clients receive the utmost level of service. Established in 2011 by brokers Kim Galvan and Rick Hines, both proud Baylor alumni, call Bentwood Realty today, 254-300-4800. They're at 601 Lake Air Drive in Waco and Bentwood realty.com continuing with our guest this week baylor's director of athletics and vice president mac rhodes on the sikkim podcast it's brought to you by alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram fiat subscribe download and uh, you can find our podcast wherever you consume your podcast on apple on spotify wherever you normally go that's where you where you'll find our sikkim podcast and uh, Mac, uh, as Brooke mentioned prior to the short break, uh, a big question in a lot of fans' minds is is ticketing. And I think folks understand that uh, this is such a, a unique situation and hopefully a one-year situation. We don't know what the future holds, but that number of 25% uh, continues to be out there right now with the information we have today. Uh, is, is that what it looks like, uh, 25% capacity? at McLean Stadium? Yeah, certainly in the in the general bowl, um, you know, the the 25% capacity is 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 where we're headed. It's it's where we'll we'll start, you know. Um, you know, certainly hopefully no less than that, but uh, that's our plan and you know, if if things, you know, somehow trend positively, you know, um, maybe the ability to to increase that, you know, as the as the year goes on, um, but, you know, that certainly remains to be seen. And, um, you know, I just hats off to, you know, Henry Howard and Drew Pittman in, in terms of just um, Matt Johnson and, and ticketing and Cody Gogler and the, and the Baylor Bear Foundation and others. I'm, I'm certainly I'm sure I'm leaving some people out, but just a complete team effort on on how you do this. Right. And and how do you, you space out the different groups and and make sure that that. Um, we can, you know, we can have fans in the stands and, and do that really, really safe. Um, you know, obviously all of us would, would like to have more, um, but that's that's where we're going to start. That's what we believe is safe, at least at, at this point in time, and we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Let's take it a little bit further, talk about the why and the when of, you know, the, the ticketing process for this year moving forward. It's going to be single-game tickets uh, by Baylor Bear Foundation priority. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what kind of went into that decision and, and when that process starts. Yeah, not a not an easy decision, right? And, um, 
you know, I, I think one, it, it came down to, uh, we certainly couldn't accommodate all of our season ticket holders. Um, you know, maybe the number of counts, but not the number of tickets that, uh, that they had. And so, you know, they've been loyal. Um, they've been with us, um, many of them through thick and thin. And so, you know, how do, how do we be fair? You know, how are we fair to them? And, and certainly the options that we gave them, you know, some of the, the, uh, the, the opt out options to, you know, full refund or, or roll over, right. What, whatever payment you made to, to next year, or, you know, turn that payment into a tax deductible gift. And, um, They've been again tremendous. We we sold approximately twenty thousand season tickets, and you know, um, probably you know the one year that we didn't want to get out of ahead, right? But yeah. we did, right? <laughs> we were really at a good place before um, COVID even started, and uh, and again, just hats off to our our uh, our season ticket holders and and Bear Foundation and, and season ticket office, and so. Um, just knowing that, you know, it was going to be such a unique, and I think even as we were, you know, going through this, we, we couldn't even determine how many games it was going to, you know, how many games that were going to be. So how do we do this in, in maybe the most fair way? And so really going to the uh, to the single game ticket model, right. And, uh, given our, our bear foundation, the, 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 the folks that, that again have supported us. Um, over the years, the, the first opportunity to, to have that, that chance to, to buy the, the single game tickets and, you know, via in that, that priority determined by their, their Baylor Bear uh, Foundation ranking. And uh, so, again, um, we'll, we'll begin that process on the, uh, on the 24th on Monday, and uh, we'll see, you know, how, how, uh, how we proceed and move, move forward. You know, if you're uh, – if you're a sweet holder, obviously, if you're, if you're, uh, uh, um, loge box, right. You retain those, those season tickets and, and there's a reduced capacity for those, for those premium areas. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, I, I think the feedback that, that we've received so far has been, has been, uh, positive And I think people have been and, and grateful, um, that, that people have been so understanding and uh, and again, I think they they realize and understand that this is probably the most most fair way to do this. Am I correct that one of the options is folks can, if they bought season tickets for this year, if they're high on the priority list for the Bear Foundation, or really wherever they are, if they've paid for season tickets, one option is donating that money back to the department for this year, not extending it to next year. And a good number of people have done that, which is tremendously generous. Yeah, absolutely. As of um, August seventeenth, right? We we've had over two hundred thousand dollars been donated back to to the department. Wow. And again, you know, it, it's man, we our people are special. They they really are. And um, you know, I'll share this with with our Baylor family. You know, our our goal for the Bear Foundation was was twelve million dollars for this fiscal year, which or this past fiscal year, which ended on on May, May 31st. And as COVID, you know, uh, began and, and we started to see, you know, just the, the economic impact, we, we adjusted our budget down to, um, 11.3 by, by, you know, seven, $700,000 down. And, and we ended up finishing at, 
twelve point seven. Wow! Wow! And um, it's just a it's a tribute to um, our our donors. It's a tribute to um, our Bear Foundation. That you know, just the attitude of you know, um, we're just we're not going to make excuses. We're going to continue to just work hard. And and again, um, it, it just seems like the 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 harder our Bear Foundation works. Um, the more our donors respond and, um, you know, truly grateful to, to them, you know, that, that swing, you know, that, and, and I'll be honest that, that swing, you know, continues to allow us through, through a hard economic time to provide, you know, the, the services to our student athletes at an elite level. And when we have had to make adjustments to our budget through this, this period of time, that is one area that we've had that we haven't had to adjust mm-hmm. that that we are continuing to to deliver all of the services that we we have for our student athletes and that's that's you know directly because of our our bear foundation members and uh so so uh so grateful to to them and um you know we'll uh this is going to be a different year right it it's not going to be a, a a normal year but um Whatever, whatever it is, right? Um, we're going to make the most of it, and uh, we're going to we're going to be positive. We're going to be grateful for it, and um, you know, I think um, most of all, just again, um, just the people that that uh, that uh, Baylor, the the Baylor family, it's just a, it's a special group of people. Relationships, community, home. Now more than ever, these are the things that we're holding fast to. Home should restore us from today and ready us for tomorrow. It's where stories are told and relationships are forged. Within those walls, memories are made, laughter is shared, and family is gathered around the table. For these reasons, we believe in home and that right now there is no better place to be. If you and your family are looking to buy or sell a home, head over to magnoliarealty.com. Magnolia is a proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. I hate my job, but I don't mind getting up in the morning. I dread each day, but I can't wait to get out of bed. You ask me why, and what I'll say to you is true. Well, you can get breakfast tacos at Rudy's Barbecue. Scrambled eggs and brisket, they ain't fooling around. Salsa wrap, son, they're the best in town. Barbecue for breakfast, yes, it's true. Put a smile on your morning at Rudy's Barbecue. You're listening to the Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. Here again are Brooke Bednars and John Morris. We are here with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes. We just talked about the Baylor family and and truly how much they have helped us and stepped up to, um, you know, just help us through this time as everyone's staying flexible and we're kind of dealing with the 25% and what that looks like and tickets and all of that. But before we let you go, we do have to talk about the students. They are moving into campus. They are getting ready to go to classes starting next week. John and I hosted um, a welcome ceremony for all the incoming freshmen and I can tell you they are excited <laughs> to be a part of the Baylor family um, and there there is tickets allotted for students specifically uh, so kind of fill us in I know they are very eager to hear what that's going to look like starting September 12th when we host Law Tech well first you know I just remember back to last season and and our students were tremendous I, I mean just tremendous came out in full force and just 
provided such great energy for uh, for McLean Stadium and for our football team, and and um, you know just again thankful thankful to them. You know, and and as we we go into this season, unfortunately, you know that that twenty five percent applies to them, and you know you you look at that that student section, which is about you know eight thousand seats, and so you know having to reduce that down to to twenty five percent, so there'll be two thousand seats allotted there. And then what we decided to do was to take the the berm right, and the berm you know seats normally about two thousand. And uh, so 25% of that is, is 500. So we're able to at least capture another 500 seats for our students. So we'll be able to allocate about 2,500 uh, per each game. And, um, you know, certainly wish we could do more. Uh, but but the uh, the 25% rule uh, applies to them as well. So, um, but, uh, you know, 2,500 students, um, in McLean Stadium can can make a lot of noise, and uh, we'll expect them to do that. Look forward to that, and glad the students are a part of it. I mean, there was one model that had, had zero fans, you know, in the stands, and so at 25%, uh, chance for, uh, you know, fans and students to make an impact at McLean Stadium. Yeah, it, it is, and again, you know, grateful for what you have, and, and, and there will be some, some college, you know, football games that, that kick off that, that will have zero zero fans in the stands and so grateful that uh that we have the opportunity to to have 25 percent and and again hopefully you know you never know as the as the season continues that uh that we can we can grow that to, to even a higher percentage let me ask you this and uh if it's not a fair question we'll edit it out but <laughs> <laughs> what uh what keeps you up at night what 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 are your main concerns i mean i think we're headed down a really good path hope that continues but what is it that that maybe you're most concerned about as we hit the start of the fall semester? It's a you know it's a great question. Um, you know, probably just you know making sure that uh, we we continue to just put you know our, our student athletes health and safety primary um, at at the forefront, but but also you know our staff. Um, in their in their mental health, um, you know, I think about you know everything that our student athletes are going through and the uncertainty and the change and um, that that takes a toll mentally, right? Um, but but it's also takes a toll on on your staff and um, you know whether you know it's health and wellness and it's facilities and it's our equipment people that just you know their their jobs have been doubled because of all of the, the precautions that, that you have to take because of, of COVID, right? And then, and then you, you know, you have staff members that, that had structure and, again, used to come to the office and, and being social, and that's been, been taken away. And so, um, yeah, just worrying about the well-being of our people. That, that keeps me up, um, you know, and it's a, it's a constant just, you know, revolving just like like both of you right is it's a revolving prayer that that we all have um for our people and just just making sure that that they're okay and and uh that they're getting through this and you know each and every one of them has their own particular individual circumstance right and uh just that uh that they're okay and you know at, at some point in time we'll we'll get you know to the other end of this and um 
you know, want to want to make sure that that when we do, you know, our people aren't broken, that that um, they're in a good place um, spiritually, um, good place mentally. Um, so that's that's what keeps me up at night. Well, I think we are all in agreement that we are in good hands with you and your leadership guiding us through this. And we want to thank you for your time today and and explaining all of everything that went into current the current situation that we're all in and where we are today. So thank you for your time. Well, Brooke, thank you. And John, thank you. Appreciate you both. All right. With Mac Rhodes, Baylor's vice president and director of athletics. That's this week's Sikkim podcast. We appreciate Mac and his time. And we'll be back next week with another edition of the Sikkim podcast. You've been listening to the Sikkim podcast. Presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Waco. Online at alansamuelsdcj.com. The Sikkim Podcast has been a production of Baylor Athletics.